everyone welcome to the liberty ladies podcast today i have my darling friend joe on i'm actually going to uh take my face off this because i don't know why but it really puts me off okay I'll not that anyone can see that they can only hear us but you know <laughs> i'm gonna do i'm gonna do mine too there we go so my darling joe hello how are you uh, do you know what i am all good i'm trying to keep up with my emotions i think like most of us they're they're up and down and they're extreme yeah absolutely but today's a good day so of all the days to do this I'm 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 in a good place for it for sure so a year ago um on Sunday I opened the lounge so a year ago um I don't know what date Sunday was let me just double check uh the 7th I opened the lounge yeah now you came to me probably within three weeks of me opening the lounge so I'm going to say it's our friendiversary soon. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm not sure when it was. I'm sure we can go back and work it out. But anyway, I just wanted to say that how grateful I am for you when you walked in those doors. And I remember I was in the middle of a yoga class <laughs> and you were like, apologise, apologise, apologise. I was like, don't worry about it. Um, but anyway, and then you went and saw Holly and I believe it was Michelle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were in the studio. And tell me about your life over the last 12 months. Include Christmas for me. Okie dokie. Um, I would have to, it's probably changed in some ways, not at all, but in some ways massively. Um, yeah. 12 months ago, I was, as you mentioned, Mrs. Apology, um, you know, walking through doors and apologising before I'd even said hello, that sort of thing. Um, whereas now, I think across, I think I walked into the doors with a, a vision and an idea, but no, no idea how to put that in turn that into a reality and no confidence or energy behind me to do that either Mm -hmm. um I think that when in actual fact I went in and saw uh, Mish and Holly I'd obviously I'd never met them before spoken to them and when I came away from that meeting I I cried my eyes out they were super kind and amazing but I didn't realize how intimidated I'd made myself feel going into a situation like that and being pretty vulnerable with my little focus wheel of all these ideas that were whirling around my mind and um it was almost a bit like oh and I just crashed um took a couple of days and was like right this what's on this piece of paper means a lot to you some really great women have given you some pointers of of where you can and how you can start your journey Mm. um this is it and I was very aware that if I didn't take listen to that little feeling in my belly of just join this place like just just do it um then I knew I would miss the boat essentially so I signed up and I came to your um, empowerment class I think it was the beginning of March it must have been and that was the one and only class I got to before everything shut down but I'm so grateful for it because that was such a pivotal turning point in my life I remember listening to you speak and I'd never heard anyone speak in the way that you did with such honesty, not the sugar-coated, this is what you want to hear, but in a way that was also so like nurturing and supportive in the same manner. So that really sort of caught caught my caught my eye, caught my ears, I suppose. And I, I left that class, um, Gem Empowerment, thinking, 
I didn't expect that she would say these things to me. It's made me look inwards in a really great way. And mm -hmm. in that point as well, I was like, right, let's let's go. Let's do this work um, and let's build. Like you you lost your confidence along the way. So let's get it back. So I guess in between from that moment, I started jumping onto as many classes as I could that you guys were putting on online. Mm -hmm. um, and connecting with people that were like-minded as well um, like-minded in the way that we were all trying to find our path and stick to it but also like-minded in the way that we treat people and believe in treating people and I think mm -hmm. rubbing shoulders with people in the same community in that respect really helps as well you can you know being in a place where you learn to lead with love and but you're held when you are in a space of fear Mm -hmm. um, which it's you're accepted so wholeheartedly and that was something I'd never probably embraced fully before or had access to before um, obviously that carried on as it was for a couple of months I started doing um, some liberty shoots which were just well mind-blowing how they made me feel I remember having two baths the day of my first one before no three baths in total for my pampering and prep and then the third one to get all the sand out of bits that they shouldn't have been sand um so that was a really pivotal day for me as well and then obviously um started doing checking calls for you and for the team because you were in peak periods of photography at the time so I just mm -hmm. said hey I'm happy to help if you need it Mm -hmm. And I think from the most fast pace has been from that point that I, <laughs> that yeah. I said to you, I'm happy to help. Um, Christmas and, and was... Isn't it funny? Because sometimes I, I love the saying, when you make a decision, it's like throwing yourself into the rapids and you've got no, <laughs> you've got no yeah. idea where it's going to take you. And I really believe that, you know, when you make a brave decision, that is what happens. Yeah. Um, and that really <laughs> has happened. If... If I've especially if you're yeah if you're in the if you're in the raft then um <laughs> then you go everything goes even faster but I think there's a beauty in that as well because it didn't give me a chance to overthink and almost talk myself out of it through fear I was like right if I'm gonna um do this and you know you you lead the way you do and everything is fast-paced like I don't want to get left behind I want to rise as quickly as I can so I had no choice almost but to keep up but that was such a blessing because that accelerated my my personal growth at the same time um and and um i'm gonna be honest with you i've been criticized for my uh methods my chaos um chaos. can you believe that somebody oh. criticized <laughs> but, <laughs> how um, dare they how dare they but um i also think that out of chaos truly creativity is born from true true chaos and Chaos, in a way, creates more, it, it's like a real breeding ground for creativity because it encourages underthinking. And, and I consider myself in lots of ways an underthinker in in the areas of my life where, I, where I've been, um, you know, given a, a lack mentality or prescribed a lack mentality that, of course, I'm uh, working to reject. But in those areas, I'd consider myself an overthinker. But in the areas that I believe that there are an abundance in ideas, creativity, things like that. Um, you know, I, I, I truly believe in just showing up and, and trusting that some magic will just come out. Um, so I, I, you know, I never overthink a shoot. I never overthink, um, you know, those situations where I know creativity yeah. is going to be born from it. So, you know, 
people will overthink their photo shoot they'll have three baths in a day and they'll make but the truth is the magic is <laughs> the magic is so much more than uh what we look like and what we're you know it, we arrive and and nature is you know nature's doing half the work for us when when we're at a shoot um, yeah but then the women the women bring the magic and the the what's going to happen next and you have like half an hour of being shot and being told what to do and and you, it's almost like someone hijacks your brain so you're not able to think you know yeah, you're just doing exactly as you're told it. and do you know what um, listen but yeah I, I love it I think listening to you speak about obviously the chaos and the creativity um I can honestly say I don't think I would ever criticise that method having kind of witnessed it firsthand and now well obviously I would bathe before a shoot but I love the idea I can (laughs) embrace the fact that I know that the magic it's not about it's almost not about the end photograph it is about that buzz of how I feel in between but also across the last 12 months the happiest and more uh, most aligned I have felt is when I'm in that almost creative chaos and a build like ideas are popping out uh, like from nowhere almost yeah and I think I've probably said to you across the last year I can't actually remember the last time that an idea was just born you know those those little light bulb moments or that seed blooms and it's that real it just cuts through like you're washing up and it just cuts through and it's like boom and you're excited and happy Mm. and like I've got to run with this and I don't think I think I went through many many years where I was that you know anxious or under fulfilled in my current job um, in my jobs at the time that there was just no room or there was no light like that photosynthesis just was Mm. not happening in my mind and that is a very reassuring thing to know that that can come back if you take the right steps to allow yourself that chaos that creativity that magic you just have to say yes to it Um, and that's the thing I learned and actually I remember on that first beach shoot I showed I'd obviously I'd done all my my prep and everything not knowing what to expect and I heard one of the girls say she looks so glamorous and even that little comment made me feel amazing but it was that that and that I walked into that thinking wow this is how lovely I couldn't hear I don't they didn't say it to me it was just between two of two of the, the photographers and that was like wow that's really lovely that they're saying that um and then that obviously just was a really lovely fuel to be able to go through and I threw myself into more shoots and the less I almost thought about it really with each shoot that I've done and I look forward to when we can do those things again to see what comes out of me the next time that I rock up not knowing what to expect but just embracing myself fully so exciting um I am going I'm going to be interrupted any minute. This is lockdown live. Eh? I'm hiding in a cupboard now. That's okay. That's okay. But I, know, I know for a fact Luke's going to shout at me. So <laughs> your thing, Joe, yeah, is really, um, I don't think I've met anyone as innately kind as you oh, in my entire you. life. And that it's not a self-serving kind of kind. It's a, I'm just really passionate about being kind and leading with kindness and uh and I I love it I think it's Mm -hmm. such a such an admirable trait and one that we really should celebrate and and you know I actually think being kind is cool now so I don't even want to say make it make being kind cool because I am starting to believe that the tide is changing and that people are putting kindness as, as 
an important quality that yeah. the people that they want to hang around um but what what are your thoughts on kindness and how can we spread a little bit more of it so I was thinking about this and I think that my kindness has been born out of the people that have been unkind to me and mm-hmm. it made me realize that but being an empath and being a highly sensitive person I don't ever allow myself to be called too sensitive but I do feel things really deeply so highly sensitive just kind of fits I'm very aware of what people's words and actions um, can do to another person and because I feel them so mag you know in many ways very magnified and that equips me with the mindset that I will always remain committed to monitoring my words and actions to ensure to the best of my ability that I never make anybody feel the way that unkind people have or you know maybe not unkind people in general but people that have done unkind things or said unkind things at one time um, Mm. I'll never make I'll never knowingly allow someone to be on the receiving of that that from mark from me if that makes sense and I and think that, that and that is a decision isn't it in itself like um I think obviously in life there might be times when we um accidentally make decision you know we, we, we make a decision that somebody else interprets as unkind but um you know last week I had to I had to um do something and say something that was definitely not what the other person wanted to hear and I said to her you know I hate saying no and I really really wish that I could say yes but in this instance I really can't um but I can hear Alba shouting at me (laughs) I'm just upstairs Alba um but um but to make the decision to do it from love and to and to try to be kind and to always try to be kind is actually not a difficult one and when you have that set of values and you know that that this is how I want to live my life this is how I'm going to do things then um it is easier to be yourself isn't it um and hello darling and to sleep okay okay let's go in here and then you can have some I'll keep talking to Joe. um but yeah so when you talk about people Joe? having been unkind to you, Joe, oh, Joe. hi Alba. Hey, hi Joe. <laughs> His name. That's her name. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But when you talk about people having been unkind to you and almost having made that decision to be unkind to you, um, yeah. quite a lot of the time, I tend to think that these people are in very toxic environments where they have not been shown enough kindness themselves and almost I believe like thugs need hugs yeah Um, absolutely but but I also believe that that doesn't mean that we should surround ourselves with these people and that doesn't mean that we need you know we need to be the ones to um, educate or fix or you know we can step away from those situations yeah yeah. but that we can look at these people that have been unkind to us in the past and give them some compassion in that you know they may be feeling terrible themselves um yeah I completely agree and something I think that I've come to to learn to add like your extra layer of kindness to things is that it's showing compassion and understanding that hurt people hurt people and it's taken a lot of work for me as someone that can be highly sensitive um to learn and I'm still learning it it takes a lot of energy and a lot of reflect a lot of reflection um which you know I'm like the biggest fan of reflecting on stuff ever um but it takes a lot of energy to 
to be able to almost say, do you know what, I, I do understand that that wasn't maybe necessarily about me. Um, and one of my crucial learns has been accepting that, yes, that really sucked and that was really hard. But when those triggers come up and when they remind you of those times that, you know, your feelings were hurt and your heart was broken and, you know, all of those things that the go to isn't to project that onto the situation that might be totally unrelated or onto another person. You have to hold it. And this is where the end, it does take energy. You hold it, you sit with it, you reflect it. If you need to talk about it, not to create drama, talk about it in a safe and trusting environment with someone you can really confide in mm -hmm. and then let those feelings run down, come out of a space of reactivity, come away from reactivity and then look at what you're left with. And generally you're always left with kindness and love. Even if you can't maybe necessarily give it to the person that may have triggered mm. you, for example, you'll have it for yourself because you hold your you held your own and you held your head high with dignity and um so Brene Brown talks about when you go into the arena the only thing that you get to take with you are your values yeah um, and it is when we start to fight dirty or when we start to do things that don't sit well with us that we then don't feel right and we don't sleep as well and Absolutely. um and I always think that um once you know your values and once you've gone through like you know identifying your core values that if you, it, it just helps doesn't it to know that you don't have to react straight away you don't have to come back at that person and almost that like tit for tat is not encouraged in school but that um blame culture or being told off or looking for somebody that was in trouble like or yeah. you know even the toxicity of uh, teenage peers where yeah. somebody was in the firing line all the time um and it felt that it almost felt like you have a bit of PTSD of coming out of teenage life yeah um, I agree and then knowing that you can actually just all be kind to each other is a revelation in itself and and I don't tend to be around people that give me any sly digs anymore I don't notice them or I don't notice that it's around me but when I when I do hang around with someone and it tends to be my oldest friends yeah and, and I, I get a slight dig yeah. fuck it hurts like it really I'm like wow yeah. I forgot what yeah. that felt like um and it's just not nice to be around because you kind of feel like you're on the defense and you're being attacked constantly and it's almost that one-upmanship or the like the wit to come back with something very sarcastic is um like a hangover from teenage years um, yeah I but, but agree. carried on into my 20s I know and then probably I only broke at around 28 when I started doing lots of work to do with counseling and um listening and active listening and and that's when it changed for me but yeah very interesting very nice very nice subject to talk about kindness isn't it yeah and I have to say that Joining When I joined the lounge, I made a decision to show up completely authentically as myself. And mm -hmm. I, I think that that is what served me so well, because actually by being... I, when I first came into it, I thought I'm too, people are going to think that I'm really like almost too kind and too people pleasery and all of those things that can sometimes be connotations of being kind and helpful, you know, like mm -hmm. that negative side of it. But actually, I was... I was like really humbled by how much people were like loved it. Like they loved Embraced how kind. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, 
oh my gosh like okay actually when you show up completely as yourself people love it like the right people love you for that and that that was another lesson is being armed with my values even though I was shaky on how to deliver I knew what they were and Mm. I just they've been that's been strengthened over time definitely but I agree with you about um it's almost like you forget that people can be unkind or you know bitchy or snide and whenever it comes around I'm a bit like oh no honey not for me like no thanks um if you just want to keep going that way like you you know I've got no end I won't let my energy be spent on something like that and you do forget that it's there but when you know the next time it comes along I'll be ready to you know align with my values and maybe it could be that somebody that is unkind needs a little bit of help love kindness and joy and you know open up that channel of communication and it might end up helping somebody that needs it the most at the time right definitely so I know that your um potato wedges are cooked and oh honey they're almost done (laughs) (laughs) but thank you for coming on this podcast and I just wanted to say like how much I love you how much your community loves you like you're adored by all of us and how can people find you um on the gram or where where would you people wanted to get do this are you well just in case (laughs) um i am at joe and her joy um on the gram or you can also find me lurking in the liberty lounge account as well so amazing um, you you. go to either of those i'll be there (laughs) thank thank you so much for having me thank you very much and thank you for keeping our community and making it what it is Oh, honey, I couldn't do it without you. Thank you for all that you do for, for me on a personal oh. level and for the rest of us. So thank We're you. We're going to be like, you hang up. No, you hang up. And then oh, you'll be yeah. like, my things well, are burning. I know, but <laughs> I, I love you, but I love potato wedges as well. So I'm going to have okay. to make a harsh, harsh choice here. And uh, good, I'm going to have to take the wedges, I think, on this one. But I'll voice note you later. <laughs> all right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>